Everyone has their own unique views and needs when it comes to financial success. If you'd like to leave your financial woes behind and live a life of financial freedom, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Saving with Steve show, hosted by Steve Sexton. The show will help you with the ins and outs of money. We talk about financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars and keeping you up at night. We talk about money, tax reduction, saving more, spending less, 401ks, risk management, retirement, and everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. Now, here is your host of Saving with Steve, Steve Sexton. Hello, welcome to the Saving with Steve show, where we talk about the ins and outs of money, pretty much everything under the sun that relates to you having a happier, healthier relationship with money. My name is Steve Sexton. I want to thank you for joining us. I want to thank you for sharing with your friends and family members. You know what? Where our show keeps growing, we're very thankful. Our UK affiliate, uh, UK Health Radio, has been expanding our network. We have over 60,000 listeners on that network, and that's going all over the world. So we're very thankful for that. If you have topics or things that you'd like to discuss on Saving with Steve, please go to viewers at savingwithsteve.com. I'm sorry, viewers at savingwithsteve.us. That's viewers at savingwithsteve.us. And send us a little email and say, hey, look, could you talk about this today or that today? You know what? Last week we had Brad Galbraith. He's the uh, CEO of changemydomicile.com. He's an attorney. Our listeners got to hear about how, if you're moving from a high tax state to a low tax state, how to properly change your domicile so your high tax state doesn't continue to tax you. Or if you're living in two states, what a big, big amount of information that was and very helpful to our, to our listeners. And this week, you know what? Real estate's taken a wild ride over the last couple of years now, hasn't it? We also have rate increase. What effects that's going to happen? You know what? We're really lucky. We have Paulina Reisikow. She's a chief valuation officer for Sunday.com. Sunday.com is making it easier for investors to buy properties and create competition to drive up prices. So you can think about it. If you're one of those people that are considering to sell your house as is to the largest network of investors to ensure that the home gets the highest price offer, they're your people. You know what? It's got a great thing. And today, you know what? I'm going to talk about how to, uh, how to create a budget and stick to it. So let's just get into how to create that budget and stick to it first. You know what? The first thing you want to do is start looking at you know what? A budget. You know what? Budgets aren't easy. Okay. You know what? If you have a bad month, you get disturbed, you give up, it's almost like a weight loss program. Or you think you can keep your budget in your head, but that's not good enough. You might, it might be, it might not be. But for most people, that's not the case. The truth is, is a budget helps you reach your goals. It's an incredibly valuable tool that anybody can master. It just takes a little bit of learning. It's not that hard. The first thing you want to do is do this. Budget to zero. Now, what what does budgeting to zero really, really mean? You know what? So what budgeting to zero really means is you don't spend all your money down. What you do is you give your money a job. And that job of your money, every time you get a paycheck, is to go somewhere. It could be going to groceries. Could be going to a mortgage. It could be going to your savings account, your retirement account, to paying off debt. Okay. The idea is put yourself in a position where you know where every cent that you have is going every single month. So you can systematically save for that emergency fund, that retirement, that house, that vacation, the whole shot while continuing to pay all your bills. Next, you know what? 
consider looking at keeping lower credit limits. Why? Typically, people with higher credit limits continue to spend. They think it's okay. And the next thing you know, they've got a whole bunch of debt bills. Not a good situation to help you stay in budget. Never spend more than you have. There's many people that go on wonderful cruises and trips, yet they're eating top ramen for the next four minutes. And that's not a healthy, happy lifestyle. Okay. One of the big things we see is people, you know what, you make those big purchases and you're like, yeah, it's a really beautiful TV or this or that. And then you realize, you know what, I'm still in debt. Okay. Before you make the big purchases, take a day, sleep on it. If it's still top of mind and you still really, really need it, hey, yeah, go back and buy it. But if you find out it's not that important, not top of mind, maybe you didn't really need it after all. Hey, best part about that is you save the money. Next, one of the things with budgeting is get rid of those fees. You know what, whether it be a checking or savings account, if there's fees, find a way to get rid of them. Talk to the bank. If you're paying fees for streaming services, which ones are you actually using? Do you have all six or seven or 10 or 12 of them? Hey, get it down to the ones you need. Hey, if it's a cable bill, find a way to get rid of the cable portion that you're not paying or not using and stop paying for it. Hey, we move off just to having internet and a few streaming services, and it saved us over $100 a month. Helps us stick with this, but especially during this inflationary time. Next, plan your meals. A lot of people don't plan their meals, which means they end up eating out, buying something on the way home. They're paying $10, $12, $15, $20 a meal, you know, at $60 to $100 a day. Hey, that's a lot of money. So you're looking at three dollars to $500 or more per week, uh, $1,000 a month, when if you plan the meal, you can start planning what lunch you're going to bring. Buy the items from the store. When we talk about buying the items from the store, consider buying generic as opposed to name brand. Why? Because generic's eight to 9% cheaper than a name brand. One of the big things that I tell people is these two things. One, spend cash. Don't use a debit card or credit card. Why? Every time you pull that money out of your pocket, your mind goes, hey, I'm going to spend $100. Why am I spending that $100? Okay. And a lot of times it gets you to think twice about that purchase. Next, think about this connect your spending to your work. So if you're buying a new pair of shoes, it's $100. Well, if you make $30 an hour or $60,000 a year, hey, it's going to take you three hours and a little bit to pay for those shoes. If you have a $500 or $300 car payment, it's going to take you 10 hours or a day and a couple hours to actually pay for your car payment each and every month. So think about that when you're buying things and equate it to it. You might find out, you know, things aren't as worth it as you thought and it better enables you to stick with the budget. We have a great show for you. We have Paulina Rashikov, Senior Director of Economic Research, Lead Economist. She's here with Sunday. She'll be with us just in a few minutes. So stick with us. We're going to be right back. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of The Saving with Steve Show. We're going to be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're going to talk about money, tax reductions, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving with Steve Show. 
Join me, Steve Sexton, on the Saving with Steve show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. Welcome to the Saving with Steve show, where we talk about the ins and outs of money. My name is Steve Sexton. I want to thank you for joining us. I want to thank you for sharing with your friends and family members. Our show keeps growing. We're very thankful. Our UK affiliate, uh, UK Health Radio, has been expanding our network. We have over 60,000 listeners on that network. So we're very thankful for that. With that, I'd like to introduce you all to Polina. Reichikoff. She is the Senior Director of Economic Research and Lead Economist for Sunday.com. Sunday.com, they do a wonderful job. They're the only marketplace that connects homeowners looking to sell their home as is to the largest network of investors to ensure homeowners get their highest possible offer. Polina's not really here just to talk about that. She's here to talk about what happened in 2021 with the real estate market, what we're looking at 2022, what are this rate increases? What about the geopolitical stuff that's going on? So with that, Polina, thank you for being here. Sure, it's great to be here. Thank you, Steve, for having me. I'm really glad you're back because I was actually looking forward to this and many of our our listeners are as well because they were like, hey, what about real estate? (laughs) So let's talk about 2021. It doesn't matter who you are, 2021 was probably a nice year in real estate. But could you give people the understanding of what's going on, what caused that? And then let's you know talk about 2022 after that. Of course. So 2021 was a crazy year for real estate appreciation, right? What happened was we had very low interest rates. So when you think about real estate and you think about what you can afford, it's really about the monthly payments, how much you can pay per month for shelter. And when you have low interest rates, you have low monthly payments. So all of a sudden, since the interest rates were low, a lot of people could afford a higher priced home. Also, we had stock market that was doing exceptionally well. So a lot of people had more money for down payment. You also had signs of the in, of the generational wealth transfer um, happening where baby boomers were helping their kids with down payment. One of the interesting trends we've seen, and I believe it was Realtor.com that published data on um, the crypto or Bitcoin being a bigger portion of the down payment for the millennials. Mm -hmm. A lot of people were thinking, this is my chance to get into the real estate market. So what happened is the pandemic and um, the fact that we had historically low interest rates, it pulled some of that demand forward. So you had this window of, of opportunity Um, to jump in, to lock in the low um, monthly payments on real estate. So a lot of people showed up. We had crazy bidding wars. Um, As a result, you've seen appreciation of almost 20% on the national level. And some markets appreciated more, some markets appreciated less, but overall it was about 20%. That was last year. (laughs) I was going to say, I I, I know a neighbor's house, it went up almost 35%. It was just like, it was nuts. It is, it is. And And it's... It, it's bad because what happens, it's pricing out future generations from being able to afford a house. And unfortunately, um, we haven't kept up with uh, building new homes. 
um, if you look at historical um, home supply, what you'll see is, um, if you look at it by decade, you'll see that between 2010 and 2020, we built about half of the homes on annual basis uh, per million people than we have in the previous decades. And we have a supply shortage. People are aging in place. One of the things I think we'll see is that, you know, younger boomers who have seen their parents uh, pass away as a result of COVID in assisted living facilities, they will, you know, by themselves um, because they weren't allowed to visit. They will think to themselves, you know, I don't want to, I don't want that to happen. I either want to stay in my house or I want to live with my kids in a multi-generational home, but I definitely don't want to move to an assisted living facility. Um, so people are aging in place. Um, we, uh, people are living longer. Um, so the supply of houses is um, not keeping up with the demand. That's nuts. So when we look at 2022, what are we, we, what, what, what are we seeing? Are we seeing more of the price increases, uh, at least for the first quarter of the year? So what we're seeing right now is the rates have gone up, right? The Fed only raised um, the, the, their rates by 25 basis points, but the mortgage originators uh, raised their rates much higher. And that's because uh, of the quantitative tightening, because the Fed uh, won't be buying mortgage-backed securities, right? So mortgage originators are pricing in some of that risk. So as a result, the mortgage rates went up by a lot more. So we're seeing mortgage rates at 5% right now. So it's a lot more expensive um, for home buyers to uh, on a monthly basis. So their, their payments just went up depending on geography by a lot. Um, if, you, if you're thinking about um, median-priced home that was $350,000, for example, now buyers that could afford to pay $350,000, they can only afford to pay $295,000. That's just an example. Um, I looked at Austin the other day, and um, I want to say that an entry-level home will be $700 more expensive on a monthly basis. So those are just two examples. Mm -hmm. um, but because we have such a supply shortage, while it did price out some people, um, there are still enough people who can afford to buy homes at a higher price point, right? And they do anticipate further increases. At the same time, what we're seeing is that it takes much longer for builders to complete homes. So what you see with starts and completions, where it previously took about 12 months, now it's taking 18 months. And they're experiencing labor shortages. They're experiencing supply shortages. Everything from you know windows to appliances. It's just taking longer to get here. So, um, so basically, we're still going to see price increases, but the volume of sales is probably not as high because it priced a number of people out of the market. I think that the price increases will probably tame. We won't see as many people. We won't see as many bidding wars because fewer people can afford the houses. But I, I just don't see as high of an appreciation. And I definitely don't see prices falling. I see. Um, so that said, we're expecting never a half point rate increase by the Fed. Um, what would, you know, basically they're trying to slow down the economy. So what would that mean to, you know, obviously what percentage of buyers go away if we have another half percent increase in um, um, Fed rates? So I think... It, it, it's an interesting question because the 
the mortgage rates are not directly tied to the Fed rate, right? The mortgage rates are more tied to the 10-year bond. And it, it also depends on what the mortgage originators perceive and think. And they also price in other risks. And I believe that the Fed is also watching, uh, they're, they're looking at two things, right? They're looking at employment and they are looking at inflation. And unfortunately, the inflation numbers will probably go up for March because, you know, you mentioned the geopolitical risks. And one of the components of the inflation or two very important components of inflation are food and energy, their most volatile components. And, you know, the conflict in Europe is very much plays into that because um, Russia and Ukraine are um, big suppliers of food and energy. And we will see price increases in, um, in oil for sure and gas. Um, they also together produce about 29% of wheat. So we can expect um, increases in food. That said, they also look at inflation without these volatile price components. So if we do see inflation um, controlled without the food and energy, it's a good sign. So I, um, I do think that they will be watching. If they do see the economy slowing down, um, then they will rethink the rate increases. But at this point, we do need to uh, to be cognizant of what's what's going on with inflation for sure. So if they do, um, if you if you look at the relationship between the mortgage rates and the interest rates, there is a spread, right? That difference between um, how much they're raising and what the mortgage rates actually are, and it's a non it's it's not a linear in um, relationship. It doesn't mean that you know if they raise by a quarter of a percentage point, then the mortgage rate goes up by the quarter of a percentage point. It, they can raise by a quarter of a percentage point and the mortgage rate can remain um, the same. So it all depends on other risks. It all depends on what's going on with the market, on what's, what the supply is doing and what's going on. Okay, cool. Hey, look, everybody, you're going to need to stick with us. We're going to be right back with more Paulina from Sunday.com. We're going to pay some bills and we'll see you in just a moment. Stick with us. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of The Saving with Steve Show. We're gonna be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're gonna talk about money, tax reduction, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving with Steve Show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on The Saving with Steve Show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, 
Steve Sexton. Hey, welcome back to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money. Hey, look, all the replays are available at savingwithsteve.us. If you're enjoying the stories of helpful information and insight on Saving with Steve, then I encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. She'll never miss a show and check out a few of our affiliates at UK Health Radio, BBS Radio, Talk Radio New York City, um, AMFM Radio. All these networks are dedicated to empowering you to solve problems, uplift your spirit, and live a life of personal financial freedom. You can also follow us on Facebook at Saving with Steve Sexton, join the Insiders Club, or just go to savingwithsteve.us to get all your replays, guests, gifts, and more. Now we're back here with Paulina uh, Ryshikov from Sunday.com. Again, she's the Senior Director of Economics and she's the Lead um, Economist for Sunday.com. Now, one of the things that we're coming into the marketplace is there's still a large number of people who either don't have the money uh, or, you know what, are in a position where they just need to sell their house as is, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, what would be the best way for them to go about doing that? How does Sunday.com work? How can it benefit these people who are looking to sell in the marketplace? And how can it benefit the investors who are looking to invest in the marketplace? So I think one of the things you want to do if you're selling your house, you definitely want more than one offer, right? You want you want several price points to make sure that you are getting a fair offer uh, for your property. And um, this is something that Sunday does well, because when we um, take a look at your property, we order an inspection and it's an independent inspector who puts together an inspection report. And when we place the property on the marketplace, a lot of investors get their eyes on the property and they place bids. And on average, I believe we get about 10 to 12 bids per property. And the seller will see all of the bids and they will see the spreads. And investors, they have their own secret sauce. So that's the reason why um, bids will come in at different price points. The one investor might think, oh, you know, I can just, put some fresh paint in and maybe put in a renter or another investor will think I will put in a new kitchen, um, add a bathroom and resell it at a much higher price point. So they will offer a little bit more. Another investor will look at the property and think, oh, I can put in an ADU and, you know, resell it to somebody who will want to um, move their parents into the second, um, into, in, in, into that ADU, and they will think that the property will sell much higher. So this is the reason why all of them will give different bids and different offers. And I would say um, to anyone who is looking to sell and doesn't have the money to, um, to make their house presentable or marketable, um, to put it on the MLS that they definitely need to shop around or call a few people. And when they do, um, there are some behaviors that you want to look out for. You definitely don't want um, somebody who comes in to pressure you. So what you're saying is you have somebody come into the house and they offer you a high offer and the way they walk it back is by they will walk the property with you and start pointing out little things and saying, hey, we need to reduce this offer because I didn't know that. Um, and or they will bring in somebody that is a contractor and it's their buddy. And that contractor will say, in order to fix this, you're going to, you know, and basically that contractor is also selling you on the, the higher cost. So you lower your price. Um, do people bring in their own appraisers and say, hey, this is what the appraisers for, even though the person might not be an appraisal appraiser? Uh, we haven't seen that happen because that's actually illegal. Okay. Um, appraisers need to be independent. Usually appraisers are hired 
by lenders and through appraisal management companies. So if somebody does that, you need to know that that's definitely fishy and illegal and you don't want to deal with that person. So they can bring um, their own valuation or their own comparative market analysis, their own CMA where they pull their own comparables or an automatic valuation. But if they claim that somebody is a certified appraiser or licensed appraiser that they brought in, then no, you don't want to be dealing with that person because it, they, they, they shouldn't be doing that. They can't do that. Okay. No, I just wanted to make sure. So once, um, once, once uh, Sunday um, brings in an appraiser, they appraise somebody's home, and then it goes up on the marketplace. So all the investors have an opportunity to see that appraisal. Is that right? So Sunday sends a market expert and market experts are usually trained to, they pull comparables the day ahead. So all of our market experts, they, um, they know the market. They either have a background, either they were appraising before or they were real estate agents or they were investors in the past. So they can pull their own comparables. They also um, can walk through the property, take photos, and budget for all of the items that they see um, that need to be repaired. So they will put together a budget, they will put together an estimate, and they will give you a range that they think that the property can sell for. They won't give you a price. Okay. So they will set expectations and they will say, we think the offers will come in within this range. And then within a week, or sometimes we'll see someone say, look, this is what I want for my property and I want the cash offer tomorrow. They have a certain urgency because of circumstances. And in that case, we will do something special for them if we if we are confident, there is a confidence interval in, in as well. Um, but the usual practice is we will then market this property on the marketplace and we'll have offers come in because will also have an inspection on the property, a professional inspection done on the property. And that's what investors see. They see all the pictures. They see the professional inspection done by, by a certified inspector and they place bids. And that's what we present to the home seller. Okay. Okay. And then basically if a, a buyer says, an investor says, hey, I'm the top one, um, the person who's selling it says, okay, great. We're going to go with this top one. What happens next? Um, we go under contract and we get paid by the investor. So investor pays us the percentage of what they're paying for the property mm-hmm. and um, the property sells. If they back out, there is another investor who bid on the property and then we go with the with the second. Okay. So can people who own the home that are looking to sell it, um, can they work out their own terms for how long they can stay in the house and things like that before they have to move out? Or is it something they have to move out quickly? Usually they can. They can stay 30 or 60 days. It depends on the circumstance. Some people, you know, they want to move quicker. There is an urgency. People come to us for different reasons, right? We look at our sellers. There are sellers who want to move because they want to retire. There are sellers, and that also varies very much by market. What you see, the reasons why people are selling in California are very different uh, from the reasons why people are selling in South Carolina, right? What we're seeing in South Carolina is inflation is really impacting sellers who need to sell because they're seeing the price of food going up, right? Or even upkeeping their house when they need to pay a lot more for gardener, right? Or maintenance of their house and they're living in social security. So they're either moving on, moving in with family mm-hmm. or their kids. Um, we're seeing a lot more of that in that region, 
versus in California where people are moving for retirement in um, kind of the um, tax-free states or like who are kind of chasing their kids as well. Um, mm-hmm. Kids move to places like Austin or Nashville or um, Salt Lake and um, the parents want to be closer to their children and grandchildren uh, when they retire as well. So people sell for different reasons. We see some people who come to us because of divorce, death of a loved one, um, and they have different schedules. So yes, we will work with um, with sellers um, and investors that understand the terms as well when they when they bid on the. That's wonderful. Okay, so here's the big question: How do people get a hold of Sunday.com? Do they just go to the website? Is there a phone number they can call if they're looking to sell their house as is? How does that work? Yeah, they can just go to the website um, Sunday.com, and um, there's a phone number. There's a um, yeah. They can, they, they can find us there. Okay, perfect, perfect. Hey, um, Paulina, I want to thank you for joining us today. This has been wonderful. It uh, gives our, our listeners a wonderful understanding of what's going on, what they could do, uh, and what they're looking forward to in the next year if they're looking to sell their home or just understanding their appreciation of the real estate. Um, again, I want to thank Paulina Reichikoff, the Senior Director of Economic Research, Lead Economist for Sunday.com for joining us. And if you're thinking about selling your house, it makes sense to go to Sunday.com. So, Polina, thank you so much. We'll look forward to seeing you the next time and uh, enjoy your week. Thank you, Steve. Thank you for having me. Have a good one. You too. Hey, everybody, I want to thank you for joining us today. Next week, it's time to unpack those bags, the bucket list dream vacation. We have Sophia Mendel from Value Penguin. who's going to talk about all those wonderful things you can do to reduce eliminate costs and go on that dream vacation. So, hey, look forward to seeing you next week. This time, this place here on Saving with Steve. Thank you. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for the Saving with Steve show hosted by Steve Sexton. To learn more about the show and how to become a guest or sponsor, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us. Join us again next time as we continue to talk about everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happier relationship with money. This has been the Saving with Steve show hosted by Steve Sexton.